Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high-interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing payroll, tax holiday, airline change fees, and rogue podcasts. All right, Joe, this is our Friday Flight episode where every week we talk about some different headlines, man, different things we've seen in the news and how it pertains to our money, our personal finances. So I'm looking forward to the few topics that you mentioned in addition to a bunch of others, man. Yeah, me too, man. But but before we get to them real quick, it's a long weekend this weekend. It's, I, it's I, a very popular long weekend. Yeah, I look Even, forward to long weekends. That being said, I don't know. Like Labor Day is one of those holidays where I'm not totally sure what's being celebrated. Like Fourth of <laughs> July, it's very clear. You know, Christmas, uh, Easter, Valentine's Day, like, Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. Whereas Labor Day, it's it's one of those like, wait, is it is it Memorial Day or is it Labor Day? <laughs> like I feel like I always get those two confused. They're always like sales and stuff too. Um, yeah, it always has to do with barbecuing and whatnot. Am I supposed to be shopping or <laughs> resting? I don't know. But I think like I don't know when, when you think about what Labor Day is supposed to be for. Labor Day, a rest from right? those labors and, exactly. and a chance to to look back so far in this year, I think, and see what have I been able to accomplish. 
it's been probably the weirdest work year for a whole lot of our listeners. Things are odd, and your work week has probably you know changed from what it used to be like. And so, take a chance to rest from all the oddity and and potential hardship of a change in how you work. I think yeah, taking this long weekend in order to to rest a little bit is a good idea. Certainly, and with more people working from home, I think what that means is intentionally not logging into your work, you know, like keeping that laptop closed, not uh, sitting down to your desk, because it can be really easy for us to kind of get sucked back into work when we're already home. And that's also our office these days. Yeah. No, I'm just going to put in like 30 minutes on Monday, even though it's a holiday. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, That 30 minutes turns into like two hours real quick. And even if it is 30 minutes to basically draw a hard line and say, nope, it's Labor Day. You know, it's time to rest a little bit. So sure. And uh, maybe intentionally get out of your house, go outdoors. I know in some parts of the country, it's uh, a little bit cooler. It's still hot (laughs) where we live, Uh, but maybe outside in some shade. Yeah, yeah. You guys are going to the beach. Uh, we've got some family coming in town. We're going to celebrate uh, Weston's first birthday here yeah. on Monday. But yeah, looking forward to stepping away from work ourselves, even though well, we do have an episode coming on Monday. But it's not like we created it that day. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're still resting on Monday. People know that we record ahead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Matt, let's get on to our Friday flight. I hope everybody enjoys their, their long weekend, by the way. And uh, let's get to some of the stories we found interesting this week. And these are stories that, in particular, like you mentioned, pertain to people's personal finances, or at least something we were just interested in. And I saw this headline about rogue podcasts, Matt, um, since it, this is a little meta because we're talking about podcasts in a podcast. But your, your favorite podcast that you listen to there's a chance that it has some sort of copycat feed right now. Uh, scammers are trying to get listeners to tune into the, the popular podcast, the, the mega podcast like Serial or the Joe Rogan Experience, but they're not the actual real podcast. These scammers are using the Anchor app, which makes it free and easy to launch your own podcast. And it's kind of a cool That's app. That's what the ads say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's democratized. Easily, yeah, easily monetize your podcast yeah. with no minimum listenership. I think for a lot of people who are wanting to get into the podcast space and don't want to spend any money to get started, Anchor can you know maybe be okay for those people. But now scammers are using it. They're putting up fake feeds for these podcasts, using it nefariously, essentially, in order to try to, to make some money off of that name that someone else has grown. So it's something to be on the lookout for make sure you're uh, taking a look at the art for that podcast because a lot of the scammers aren't aren't going that far yeah well some of them are though that's the thing like they're trying to completely imitate yeah. uh, that podcast and obviously n- most folks figure it out but not after you hit play and right. maybe listen to that first ad and so you know some of these these fake feeds are actually making it to the top of search results if you're trying to look for a specific podcast you know which makes it even more confusing for folks you know after reading the story it's maybe even a, a little bit of a blessing in disguise that we don't have the most popular podcast you know <laughs> Like we don't have millions and millions of followers. Just millions, to... not millions and millions. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one's trying to rip off the, the podcasts that just have one million solid listeners. <laughs> They're like, we're, we're on five or six. Okay, come on. Uh, and that is, yeah, that's not us. We're still the little guy. Yeah, that's true. And man, uh, this podcast talk, it's got me feeling a little nostalgic. Uh, and I, I kind of thought back to like when I first started listening to podcasts. Do you remember like what your first podcast that you got into were? No, I don't. Like back in the day? I'm trying to think. What was the first podcast I listened to? I don't remember. Okay, so for me, it's very easy to identify because it was a very distinct period in my life. It was back around when the seventh Harry Potter book I came out. I knew you were going to say a Harry Potter <laughs> podcast. Maybe we've talked about this before, but man, I totally was listening to, uh, I think it was Mugglecast <laughs> and Pottercast. And I'm pretty sure both of these are still around. Uh, but back in 2006, dude, so long ago, it was 14 years ago. Like it was a normal thing. I feel like even back then, I was kind of like, oh yeah, it's a podcast. People sit down, they talk about things that they're interested in and... 
it's crazy to think, you know, little did I know that, that you and I, that we would be podcasting ourselves. You yeah. Know? It's, it's kind of nuts. We're making it happen. And rogue <laughs> podcasters, stay away. We don't, we don't need you. Back off. All right, Matt, let's uh, keep going. Lots of books are coming out soon. And that's because there were a lot of delays in book releases due to the pandemic, right? Production of new TV shows and movies was obviously delayed as well. But book releases fell into the same category. And now m- many of these book releases that were delayed are set to hit the market in a pretty short time frame. So this fall, we're going to see just a ton of new books hitting the shelves. So if you're somebody who reads a lot, you might be excited about that. But at the same time, printers are experiencing delays due to COVID, the people who are actually printing the physical books. So get ready for uh, all these books coming in the fall. It's but a, you, It's a you, printer jam. <laughs> but you might need to get that e-version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the printer's jammed. And so you might need to you know, start reading on a Kindle or on your phone or something like that um, if some of those books aren't make, able to make it to market in the physical version um, in the numbers that you know, the publishers are hoping for. So on the note of books, we're actually going to give away a dozen books from authors who we have had on the show. Books like Ramit Sadie's uh, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, The Behavioral Investor by Daniel Crosby, uh, Kurt Steinhorst's Can I Have Your Attention? Man, we've had the chance to, to read so many great books that pertain to personal finance, whether it be about time, you know, Laura Vanderkam's book, uh, or even like real estate investing. And so now we are going to send those books to you. We're going to send them out to four lucky listeners. So at the end of this episode, we're going to share how you can have a chance to win. We'll explain all the details there, but it does have something to do with reviews. So you can prepare yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah stay tuned for how you can have a chance to win some of these awesome books. Uh, Matt, let's talk about coupon clipping. You and I, we're not big coupon clippers, uh, and I've never really been a fan of, of couponing. It seems to take a lot of time, and the impact on your budget is pretty minimal for the most part. But I read an article in the Wall Street Journal that reports that physical coupons are in massive decline right now, especially as people are shopping for their groceries more online. They're having them delivered or they're picking them up, but they're outside uh, getting their groceries uh, put in the back of their car, essentially. And companies are quickly shifting to digital coupons right now, which makes a whole lot of sense. I think digital coupons, they take less time. There's less waste. It's just far less annoying. Uh, I think I could potentially get behind digital coupons, whereas I could never really get behind the physical ones. Yeah, I've never gotten behind physical coupons because Aldi, they don't take coupons. So (laughs) if Aldi's not doing coupons, I'm not doing coupons. (laughs) You know, it's one of those changes too that's like it was already happening before COVID, but the shift is now accelerating. Digital coupons actually surpassed paper coupons for the first time ever this year. And so, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm way more likely to consider a digital coupon. But it's also, too, it's, it's not something I'm willing to put a whole lot of mental energy towards. And so if you're like me, if you're like Joel as well, we would just recommend that you download Honey, a browser extension like that, that you can just quickly click and see, and it'll automatically run just all the various coupons that are kind of out there floating on the internet. You'd be surprised at how often it's going to come back with some coupon codes that actually work. And it might not, you know, 10, 15% off your order, maybe give you some free shipping. It just depends on the online seller. So if you don't have that downloaded yet for your web browser, we'll make sure to link to it in our show notes for this episode. Yeah, I feel like the the browser plugin, something like Honey, is like the easy way to, to coupon Super easy, man. effectively without having to go down this rabbit hole of looking through the Sunday paper, cutting things out, and then taking them to the store. It's just keeping them organized, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a pain. No one's got time for that, man. Exactly. At least I ain't got time for that. And Matt, recently we just talked about paying for convenience. I feel like, man, that's like the most inconvenient thing is physical coupons. That's, oh, yeah. That's just the way I think of it. 
Man, the other thing too for uh, Mac users is I don't think they used to have a browser extension for Safari, which is like the you know it's the default Mac browser. Uh, I think it used to only be on Chrome, but you know as of recently at least, I know that you can you can get an extension for Safari as well, and it doesn't slow down the browser. You know, like that's the thing. Yeah, is a lot of times when you install an extension, uh, it'll kind of slow down your browser. Like you, there can be a noticeable difference, but I didn't notice that at all when I activated Honey on Safari. Honestly, I think when your browser does slow down, it's because you just have too many extensions. When you're rocking like eight extensions, I mean, come on, your browser is going to be slower if you have that many. But some of them, you know, ones that save you money are totally worth it. Yeah, especially when it requires basically nothing from you, but offers you potential savings that you wouldn't have otherwise realized. All right, Matt, let's get on to something else that is actually has been really confusing for a whole lot of people. And I've, I've seen some confusion in the Facebook group surrounding this too, is the payroll tax holiday that started earlier this week on September 1st. This was part of President Trump's executive order last month. But employers have the option for the remainder of the year to give your paycheck a little boost. Um, specifically, you might see your paycheck go up by 6.2%. And that's because the portion of your paycheck that goes towards Social Security taxes, it doesn't apply to the Medicare taxes, which is like almost 1.5%. And so if your employer opts in, you will see a little more pay in your paycheck. But again, this is only optional. Your employer doesn't have to participate. They will likely be communicating to you, letting you know via email uh, whether or not they're participating and whether they're going to essentially uh, add that extra money into your paycheck for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's not mandated, so your employer doesn't have to participate. And actually, you know, there's a pretty good reason that your employer won't participate, and that's because this this payroll tax holiday, it's only a deferral, you know, it's not forgiveness. And so what that means for you is is that if your employer does participate, is that your paycheck will be a little bit bigger, you know, for these last four months of 2020. But then in 2021, for the first four months, your paycheck is actually going to be smaller as those taxes are still owed. And so it's almost like you're kind of borrowing from yourself a little bit, you know, just four months from now. And so I think a lot of employers are kind of asking themselves, you know, do the the benefits of this kind of outweigh the hassle? And I think for a lot of employers, they're going to say, no, we're not going to do that. There's there's not really any real benefit. But if you are a W-2 worker uh, and you do see your check increase, that's probably why. And it's also good to be prepared knowing that chances are your check is going to go down at the beginning of next year. Yeah, you don't want to spend all that extra money and then add it into your budget and then realize at the beginning of next year, wait a second, <laughs> my paychecks just got smaller and I'm not used to living on, on this reduced amount of income. Exactly. I, I feel like we're throwing people for a loop with that one. And it's just, yeah, not smart policy, I don't think. But um, all right, Matt, let's talk about two about, there was a survey about people and how they're feeling about not having to commute right now. And as you would expect, they're pretty stoked about it. We did an episode back in the day about how your commute is killing you. And before the pandemic, the average commute time was almost 55 minutes, right? That's such a huge chunk of your day spent in the car. Basically an hour. Yeah. Hopefully listening to (laughs) some good music, some good podcasts. But many of us have gotten most or all that time back in our lives as we're working from home more frequently. And not only are people just happier not having basically an hour of their day, some people more, some people less, where they're in the car commuting, but also too, they're saving money because of it, which is is really awesome. Yeah, an Upwork survey, they actually found that Americans have saved more than $90 billion, man, since mid-March. When you take time, gas, health costs into account, $90 billion, that's so much money. But that being said, man, I know a lot of people that they, they, they actually miss going into the office. You know, they miss some of that camaraderie. They miss uh, maybe having more division between their personal life and work. 
but the uh, the benefits of not commuting seems to outweigh the things that we've given up. And not having to commute, man, that's got to be the number one perk of working from home. Although I got to say, I think a lot of people, like you said, like they would listen to music or podcasts during that commute home. And I think that was probably a helpful time for a lot of people to kind of decompress mm-hmm. from their work. Unless you're stuck in traffic. True. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, this is now a period of time that people don't have to kind of unwind a little bit. And so I don't know, I think it might be helpful for a lot of individuals to if they have the ability to do this, to like take 10 or 15 minutes, like after they they finish work and maybe just go for a walk around the block or listen to some music to where they're not bringing some of that stress, you know, into their like personal life a little bit. I think that's a way that families can maybe feel shortchanged a little bit. You know, if, if I'm showing up and then I'm, I'm kind of like stressed about something or I'm still thinking about a problem that I'm trying to solve uh, or thinking about an email or something like that, that's not really fair to, to my kids who are like ready to play, <laughs> you know, you know, it's good for us to bring some of that creative energy into our families as well. Yeah, I think creating a barrier maybe yeah before you start work in the morning and uh, some sort of time barrier after you're uh, done with work in the evening is yeah can be super helpful and create that that needed division between those different tasks uh, so you can be fully present <laughs> for both things uh, for work and for for family time totally. All right, Matt. We've got more to get to, including the frothy stock market and frothy, frothy. Ooh. It's a <laughs> nice makes word. It sounds like it? a nice chill drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you know things are getting a little crazy as, as the stock market continues to soar. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about airline change fees or the lack thereof right after this break. Cachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Cachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Cachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Cachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Cachava. Just go to Cachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money you probably think it's too soon to join aarp right well let's take a minute to talk about it where do you see yourself in 15 years more specifically your career your health your social life What are you doing now to help you to get there? Well, there are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. What about that dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So, it's safe to say, it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, your health, and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org wisefriend. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations 
get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, man, we are back for the break. And before we talk about the, the frothy market, which, by the way, when you said that, you, you say frothy and it makes me think of like people foaming at the mouth a little bit, like their mouth is frothing. <laughs> I didn't you know, say like, rabid. Like they, yeah, like they have rabies or something. <laughs> that makes me think of Old Yeller then. Well, yeah, that's a, a very uplifting movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think it just means that, you know, people are, there's a lot of action in the market right now and we're at all time highs. Right? Oh, like and it's churning. It's churning. It's yeah. It's bubbly. Exactly. Okay. There's a lot of that kind of going on right now. Like you're in a bubble bath. There's lots of bubbles <laughs> splashing around. Got it. All right. So before we talk about the stock markets, uh, let's mention the change fees that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. They are being waived, man, by the major airlines, United, American, Alaska, and Delta. They announced earlier this week that they will be axing change fees moving forward. Southwest, they've been doing this for years. Uh, and so it's nice to see some of the big guys following suit. But here's the thing, man, is that this isn't necessarily uh, an altruistic move. You know, like they're not doing this just to, you know, gain a more loyal customer base. It's not out of the goodness of their heart. No, no, no. Well, actually, I guess it is to gain a more loyal customer base. Like it is to get more customers. They're not doing it to be nice. They're doing it to make money because it's an attempt to convince people to start booking travel again by, by giving them a bit of security. You know, like basically we're at the end of peak summer travel travel and they're realizing that man things are not looking very good for this fall for this winter so they're trying to entice some of those flyers back in i mean this is important because change fees with delta and united sometimes they can cost even more than the actual ticket you purchased you know assuming you got a a really good deal the major airlines they scored almost three billion dollars in change fees last year so you know these fees going away this is great news even if it wasn't done out of a a customer-centric approach even if they weren't doing it out of the goodness of their heart yeah, I think the fact that you know, some of these airlines left off their cheapest tier tickets from the elimination of change fees kind of goes to show that they're they're saying, you know, if, you know, if you bought the cheapest ticket, you're still going to have to pay change fees. Sorry about that. If you buy the more expensive tickets, then we'll waive that on you. Um, so it's not like they're eliminating them altogether for 
every single tier of travel. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's important to note that. And by the way, United stated clearly this was a quote unquote permanent move for them, right? American and Delta did not say that though, that the dropping the change fees was going to be permanent. They're basically saying from henceforth for the... <laughs> for like, the I, mean, I mean, now no fees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they haven't committed to it being, you know, super long term. Um, and, and by the way, too, if airlines are looking to, to waive fees on us, which I'm all about, I'm all about fewer fees because these kind of fees are just annoying and they make me want to fly Southwest instead. Well, Southwest also doesn't charge bag fees. So maybe the major carrier should consider waiving those as well. Uh, and not just for the next year or two, but all the way into the future, because those things annoy customers. <laughs> and if you want to build a loyal customer base, which you're going to need to do moving forward, eliminate these fees, get rid of them all together. Yeah, I would love to see all the airlines basically eliminate all fees and then just build that into the overall cost of the ticket. How much better would it be if they were able to kind of simplify the, the ticket purchasing process? And I think that's honestly why they aren't doing that is because they don't want people to be able to easily compare apples to apples. You know, like they're able to say that they've got a low rate, but then they tack on all these additional fees. Well, part of it is, you know, when you go to a flight search engine like google.com slash flights, which is, you know, the easiest place to to find the lowest fares from yeah. all the major carriers, you get there and you're like, oh, wow, $49 one way from American. That's great. Um, and you compare it to these other carriers, but you're not actually comparing apples to apples because yeah. of those fees thrown in. They, they want to look good on the front end in the search results. And then once you're through to their website, and you're looking to book, you're like, oh, man, there's these other fees. I didn't even think about it. And that's how they get you. Yeah, it's a bummer that they do that. And I wish there was a little more transparency. Oh, man, let's talk about investing. We've seen a lot of headlines lately. Uh, and we've seen headlines about companies like Tesla, who are up nearly 500% this year, which is mind-blowing. Insane. You know, and when you start getting stock tips from your neighbors and friends, uh, you need to beware. Headlines on all the major newspapers and financial sites are talking about how individual investors are, are shaping the stock market. And as markets soar, man, it garners a lot of interest from people hoping to, to make a quick buck. I mean, it even turns my head a little bit. I, I see Tesla and I think, why was I not invested in Tesla? 500% <laughs> come on. Right. And so we've seen that with individual companies. We've seen that even with certain sectors of ETFs and with bankrupt companies too, like Hertz. And additionally, we're seeing a lot of novice investors starting to ask about tech companies, you know, like Apple and Zoom, you know, like they're saying, should I, should I be hopping in now? And so when people who, who would normally have zero interest in the financial markets are starting to, to kind of dabble in risky and speculative investments, it should make the rest of us long-term investors really cautious. Yeah. And, and by cautious, Matt, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't continue to invest, right? It doesn't mean that we shouldn't continue to dollar cost average, which basically means putting in money every paycheck into your 401k or having a, a deduction from your checking or savings account every month directly into an IRA. Uh, keep investing on the reg and hold those funds for decades. We still think that's the best way to go. But it's important to know that these signs of exuberance can be like a little warning light that we might be on the verge of experiencing more volatility in the future. And it's always fun on the way up. Everybody's enthusiastic. But when things do become more volatile, a lot of people who were treating the stock market as a way to make money really quickly get hit hard uh, when the market does become more volatile. And so we don't want you to be in that group of people. We talked a little bit more in depth about investing in a volatile market back in episode 200. So we would suggest you check that out if you haven't. But don't pay too much attention to the headlines or to your neighbor's stock pick recommendations. That's a recipe for investing disaster for you if you start to uh, listen to what they're saying and invest accordingly. 
Yeah, and speaking of financial disaster, if you were to partake in some of that speculative trading, that could lead to maybe heightened levels of anxiety and stress. We came across an article recently in the Financial Times, and they were discussing this, you know, newish maybe phenomena of therapists helping people deal with a financial shock that has come alongside the pandemic. Understandably, people, you know, are wanting to talk about their money, but the thing is, they're so anxious about it that they are paying money therapists to help them wade through their feelings. And some of these costs, man, are really steep, you know, potentially over $1,000 an hour. <laughs> that's my hourly rate, too. Oh, my God. Coincidentally. That is a, a very nice hourly rate if right? that's what you can charge. You know, I don't want to make fun of people seeking this sort of financial counseling. Joel and I, like, like, man, we understand how freeing it can be to talk about money openly. It can have a massive positive effect on your relationship to the green stuff. But paying $1,000 an hour to talk about money with a psychologist kind of feels like overkill, man. Doesn't seem like that's the direction you want to be going in. No, exactly. And, you know, you and I, we don't discount either the role of a counselor or a therapist in your life. Or a therapist. <laughs> or a therapist. <laughs> but paying money for, like, legit counseling is incredibly helpful at different points in our lives. But if you're feeling anxious in particular about money, paying a financial counselor I think might be the wrong move. And Matt, we did an episode also about battling money anxiety. That was episode 197, in particular because we knew a lot of people were, were starting to get more anxious about their finances right about at that point in time. So, so check that episode out. But instead of paying a ton of money to a potential money counselor or money therapist, uh, consider talking with a trusted friend for free. Sometimes we just need to get something out of our head and discuss it for a minute with somebody that that we care about and that cares about us. Exposing our anxieties and in particular those money anxieties to the light of day can be incredibly beneficial. Yeah, it's one of the benefits of the show. You know, like you and I, we sit down and talk about money multiple times a week and we don't charge each other. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And actually, yeah, you're right. Um, although I'm going to send you an invoice after this episode. Well, it's a good thing too that we don't record some of the more personal details where you kind of break down a little bit. And no, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. And, and, and Matt too, you know, we talked about when we're talking about the stock market, avoiding some of the headlines, avoiding some of the hype. I mean, at the same time, paying less attention to the news and the market fluctuations, sometimes it's the headlines and it's the news stories that are directly uh, in, causing a, an increase in anxiety in our lives. So, and especially if you started speculating with single stock yeah, just investing, like, just like we're saying, <laughs> yeah, you're going to experience more anxiety and that is not good for you. And that does not bode well for your long-term ability to, to continue to be an investor. So if you're having tough times keeping your money straight, uh, we would suggest, like we said, talking to a friend, also having a, a budget that you can stick to is so helpful. And YNAB is one of our favorite sites for people to, to check that out. It's uh, called You Need a Budget. And it's a practical budgeting tool that helps you take control over your money so you can avoid feeling overwhelmed. I feel like Sometimes that combination of having someone that you could talk to and also having that, that software uh, through a company like YNAB can be that perfect combo of helping you take a practical step and then also helping you take that emotional step. And both at the same time can prevent some of those money anxieties from welling up inside of us. Yeah. So on that note, if you don't have somebody who you talk to about your money, it's not going to be an easy conversation necessarily to start with somebody. You know, like it's kind of this awkward thing. It's one of these taboo topics that we tend to avoid. But countless times on the podcast, we've talked about how important it is to be talking about your personal finances with somebody else. And so in a lot of these cases, it's going to take you initiating that conversation. You can't necessarily just expect a friend to kind of text you out of the blue this weekend to talk about money. Since you are the one who's listening to the the money podcast, we're going to say that that responsibility falls on you. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get so nervous about the beginning of something. 
something, actually starting the conversation. But it's kind of one of those things too, where immediately after you begin it, you feel relief. hundred yep. <laughs> percent. And it's so much easier than you thought it was going to be. So yeah, open the floodgates this weekend with the long weekend. Uh, talk to somebody about money. That's right, man. And so now we're at the point to where we are going to tell you how you can raid our bookshelf. It's going to be really easy. We're going to give away 12 different books to four separate listeners. Uh, We're going to kind of break these books up into little groups of three with a nice variety in each one of these little packages. And they're all romance novels, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, they're all Daniel Steele novels, right? My favorite. Isn't that the romance author with like the ripped dudes on the front? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Don't know. I haven't read them. No, we're just joking though. They're all personal finance books, literally from prior guests that we've had on the show. And you know, we've got these books sitting around and we're like, man, we got to read them. We got to enjoy a conversation with somebody. Let's give these books away now to some of our listeners. That's right, man. We want to make sure that we are sharing the wealth uh, of knowledge that we've been able to accumulate over the years. All right. So here's how you do it. Step one, make sure that you leave us a written review over at Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already done that, then that's what you need to do. But here's the thing. If you have already done that, then what you can do is skip to step two. And then after that review is left, just email us at howtomoneypod at gmail with your handle or your screen name. And then literally that's it. Uh, We're going to take entries and allow folks to register to win until Wednesday, September 9th. Uh, So that's next Wednesday at noon. And then we're going to announce the winners on our Friday flight episode next week. So one day from this episode being released. Yeah, so it's a super easy chance to win some awesome personal finance books that Matt and I have found helpful throughout the years. I feel like listeners are always asking, like, what what are the personal finance books I should be checking out? And honestly, well, here's a bunch of them. Yeah, this is a bunch <laughs> of them that you that you should be reading. And why not get them for free? So yeah, write a little review and send us that email the, to let us know that you did it. You're entered to win. Super easy. All right, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. For folks that want show notes for this episode and want to check out all our other content, just go to our website at howtomoney.com. That's right, man. And that's going to be it for this episode. So until next time, best friends out, best friends out. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. 
And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.